This is a podcast for the dreamers, a place to feel nourished and seen, a place to call in our highest path possible and to explore our desires, hopes, wishes, and dreams. I'm your guide, Emily Elliott. Welcome to The Magnetic Life. Hello, and welcome to episode 50 of The Magnetic Life. I'm here today with my beautiful friend, Chitty Yogo. She is author of the book, I Am, because we are my former neighbor and just one of the most magnetic, mesmerizing humans you will ever come across. So it is my great joy to be here today with her sharing human space. Welcome, Chitty Yogo. Oh, thank you so much. I am so glad to be here. And yeah, it's beautiful to reconnect with you. Em. Mm, you know, we were kind of many times on this podcast, I kind of come up with a plan and maybe some questions. And then with you, there's something special about you. And I just reflected this back to you, that you have a very, very strong sense of just trust and allowing. And so really episode 50 as we're here is kind of a reflection of you that we are just leaning into trust and rawness today and just seeing what emerges from a conversation. So that's new for me. And thank you for, you know, you're this kind of um, representative of trust to me. That's beautiful. And uh, yeah, it's 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 a journey was what I was sharing. And I'm happy to see where the journey of talking about it takes us as well. Yeah, I think, you know, there, I always like to share how I met people on the podcast. And I actually saw you speak at something called Speaker Slam. There's actually an episode mm-hmm. earlier with the founder of Speaker Slam, funny enough. And you gave a speech about your mother and I'm watching you on stage. And I was just like, this human is one of the most mesmerizing humans I've ever seen. Just the way you spoke with power and grace, strength and softness, intuition and story. Um, I was like, Oh, I really want to be her friend. Um, And then the way the universe always works, when you make a wish, often it comes true. And then my husband, Blake, said to me, you know, Chitty Yogo and Andrew are very, very close to us in the part of Toronto that we live. Um, And so I I love how the universe conspires to make things happen. Um, And what's coming to mind for me right now is that we actually went through a very similar thing while we were living in the beaches. And um, as we are together now, so much has happened in our lives. So (laughs) something coming to mind for me is to trust the timing of your life. What what do you think of when I say that? Wow. I close my eyes and I see us both grieving and Mm. even more importantly i see us both holding space for grief Mm. and now i my eyes are open i see us both in this joy and celebration Mm. um nine months pregnant you have your two babies i don't know if you're still 
identify as babies at least <laughs> I feel like my other child is almost a teenager and it was just yesterday <laughs> you know that I was in that grief of loss um mm. so I when you say that it's just yeah trust is a big one because in that moment all I could feel was pain but at the same time I know what saw me through that pain was a trust mm. so it's you know it's it's um and it's it's taken me many many years of you know just constantly revisiting that voice that guides me to know that I'm never led astray but of course in a moment where there's a loss of life and a tragedy or you know just something unfortunate it's very hard to tell you know to accept that it's part of mm. your story you know it's almost not even something I'll tell somebody um but in my, my now I can tell that to myself and I can mm. truly know and believe that because I wouldn't change anything that has happened and um, the healing that has happened as a result of that past that we shared that you brought up and at the same time the journey that has been ever since from I'm now nine months pregnant with a second one and beyond the the blessings of of life it's of life in the form of my children. There's also the bigger blessings of life in the life that we get to live now. And knowing that every, nothing would have been the same had had we been on a, a different path that we had thought was ours. Mm, whoa, there's something there <laughs> that we thought was ours. And what I think I'm hearing from you is kind of like how expectations create our suffering, right? Mm-hmm. And there is real suffering, you know, there was real suffering and mm-hmm. and that's okay, I suppose, is the core of, you know, because it was part of my journey. Within the suffering, there was healing. I got to meet some of my demons. I got to face them. I got to mm-hmm. actually pre- find my readiness for the chapter that I was, I thought I was ready for, but actually wasn't because I needed to face some things, you know, but how is the universe meant to explain all of that to you? You know, like, yeah, I know you think you're ready, but there's just some things that have to happen. So, um, and, you know, ultimately, maybe these are stories I'm telling myself, but I do know that I have no regrets. Mm. And I do know that I have nothing but gratitude for the path that we are guided on and Mm. even though within it there's been pain and loss and difficulties i don't believe that the the idea is that never is that it's all part of life and so it's 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 finding Mm. the the peace within the highs and the lows ebbs the flow the joy the pain the loss the Mm. you know the birth like all of that is just always saying i trust and that's how i always try to live my life i trust yeah yeah, and you you live that and you exude that. And, you know, Chitty, what would you say to someone who, you know, maybe they've been through a similar ride that, as us. There was like a loss and then there's these this beautiful joy in the sense of new babies and life. And then they're not living fully in their heart and joy because they're scared of when sadness grief or pain is going to come up again you know so they're they're currently on a high but they're just they're not letting it in so much because what if something bad happens again what if i have to go back to that dark place how would you guide them you know oh 
what's coming to my heart is, you know, I know a person who had a loss and might cannot have, we're talking about specifically children now. So let's mm-hmm. maybe just hone in on that mm-hmm. pain of miscarriage or mm-hmm. stillbirth. But, you know, in her case, it was a stillbirth and can have more children. It's very difficult for me from my experience to give advice to that because the truth is it's unimaginable. <laughs> the heartbreak that some women are going through is mm-hmm. unimaginable. And what I can say is that there is what you find or what I found with this friend is that time is a miraculous bomb and, you know, mm. you know, just the love of friends and community and family that can hold mm-hmm. you in these times is so important because you can't hold yourself mm-hmm. and nothing I say might be able to help you through that. But know that time does have that magic. Mm-hmm. And if if already there is healing, but you're afraid of letting it in, you know, one day at a time, just mm-hmm. every day, maybe just a little breath and give gratitude for that day mm-hmm. and celebrate it. Just find that celebration. And the next day, celebration. And maybe... Just that one day at a time, conscious of the passage of time and mm-hmm. your ability to be, to heal with each day, just be being present with that. You might find that at some point you, it would not feel as heavy or not feel as scary, but it's a journey mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. my words might have their place, but ultimately surround yourself with people who will hold you and love you because you know that's when we need it the most when we're so vulnerable and fragile mm. yeah you know as you're speaking i really truly got the image of you know sometimes in our darker moments that healing comes from the most unlikely places because you know after you and i had both had these losses we're we're new friends at this point and I saw you walking up the street in Leslieville towards this restaurant we both like. And I looked at you and I was like, this woman is the most healing person, place and thing available to me. And like, it was like my whole body washed with like relief and comfort, you know? And so my lesson there with you is that I was like, you were you are like a miracle in my life. Like I could probably sob even just talking about it because I didn't know what I needed. And I saw you, I'm like, you are, you are my safe place. And yeah, it's like, I could never have known that when I was in this very dark place of like despair and sadness and loss, I could never have made a plan for that because I barely knew you. I didn't know we'd be going through it at the same time. I didn't know we were going to the same favorite restaurant in January of 2020. Um, So yeah, you are a reminder to me to leave space for miracles in the highs and the lows, right? That's, that's, wow. Leave space for miracles. And you know Mm -hmm. that we're talking about trust. And I think the core of trust is that, we are supported, we are guided, we are okay, we are hell, we will be okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 
you know, the way that you showed, I showed up for you as your reflecting as how you showed up for me. Cause mm. you know, I, I was there in, in more than once and you were there and we were mm-hmm. able to um, connect in such a, a vulnerable, sad um, time in our lives mm-hmm. and know that we understood in a way that, you know, it's beyond words and we're able to also just, um, hold Sarah hold space for the loss mm-hmm. i don't know if you remember the time by the lake just being there present with that and like just mm-hmm. you know how powerful is that so for me that really takes us to the core of trust it's like mm-hmm. and that's how i go deeper is that i reflect on that and each time i'm going through a difficult time be it uh, emotional be it financial whatever it is i look at all the guides that show up Mm-hmm. And I see, you know, I look back, you know, in the moment it can be hard, but whenever mm-hmm. you look back, just see without fail the things that showed up, the guides that showed up, and acknowledge it and say, Thank you. I see you, you know, and that's how I go deeper and deeper. It's like I see it, mm-hmm. I, I acknowledge and I thank, and that's my prayer. And, um, and I think there's a rejoicing that happens in the cosmos that, you know, you, you, you feel that, that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. And that that deepens your your support network, you know, that are uh. human flesh and that just show up and and you know, I have a you know, just a decade worth of observation in my tool belt and I know this as a fact of at least my life that it's mm. like miracles show up you know we use different language people mir- people in the form of miracles miracles uh signs uh you know abundance something just shows up and um really quickly one of the things that showed up for me that was huge was the day i found out my second pregnancy wasn't vi- viable actually actually my third pregnancy I lose count now. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't laugh, but I can, which is good. Um, I was really sad. And I, as you like in the statement, stepped out of the house because my husband was like, okay, let's go for a walk. And literally, I just found out that hour, we come out of our door in Toronto and there's this huge double rainbow. It was my <sighs> second pregnancy. Double rainbow. I think it's, you know, it was pictures everywhere on Instagram. Oh, it was huge wow. across the entire sky. And I just fell down sobbing and uh, and I was like, I'm going to be okay. You know, because I had these two losses and there's two rainbows and one was a little fainter. And I just felt the deductive message there, you know, in the way that was so clear to me that, you know, this was a sign and I received it mm-hmm. as that. And I was like, okay, like what bigger sign than rainbows, you know, for a loss of a child and two in Toronto. In the middle of the afternoon, the very day, the very hour that I found out that, you know, I had to, um, that this wasn't going to work or it was the, there was no heartbeat. So that was my story. So it's, that sign was huge. And literally after that cry, I let go and I said, I see you, I receive, Mm -hmm. I trust, you know, it's still going to hurt. Of course it's still, but within that I had such a deep, like knowing (sighs) that, you know, I was, I was, I was, we were okay. And that they were okay. And like, even the way you share that, the time between that very painful discovery and then Mm -hmm. you kind of sharing this alchemizing, it just, um, that's so 
best. And so, you know, not to say that other humans should follow you and just grieve quickly because grieving exists on a timeline for everything and there is no timeline for grief, but you, it just shows again, like you have this absolutely powerful way of just trusting the universe, right? And Mm. that this is, this is part of what's meant for you. Um, Mm. And I even, even though we went through it together, I felt like you were the leader because I'm like, Chitty is like going through it too, but you were just able to stay connected to something that I wasn't. And I love how you brought up guides and nature and faith and trust and signs because sometimes when I'm in my sadness or grief or betrayal or whatever it is I just make it so much about me and I forget to look out and say show me a sign guide me um you know so I think that's an extraordinary extraordinary share and you are a magnet for abundance because you you know, look at your life right now. You're just kind of sitting in Costa Rica with the most magical outfit on, radiating <laughs> joy. <laughs> so, you know, here we are again at the intersection of faith versus fear. So mm. how did you get yourself and your family to a, a gorgeous paradise and what kind of <laughs> came up along the way? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So, wow, that's okay. I'll try to keep it brief. And um, I'll always say it's a journey. And this journey actually started with the birth of our daughter. Mm-hmm. And I say this because we thought Toronto was home. We found our little piece of happiness in Toronto. We lived by the beach. We paddleboarded, went for sunrise walks every day. And mm-hmm. uh, it was, we we're happy. And our daughter came and slowly something starts shifting and you know within trust one of the things that i really love to do is listen so it's like think of dance you know you talk about like this all the signs you have to pay attention or at least ask so when our daughter came i stared just noticing that something was off in our knowing that toronto was our forever home which mm-hmm. had been you know i love toronto i love where we live we're neighbors mm-hmm. uh, couldn't get over how you know blessed we were and, um, you know, she's there crawling. She's like cigarette butts everywhere. There's dog poo. You know, I can talk to the things that I can actually pinpoint. But in mm-hmm. ultimately, it was a feeling that this was not the the place that she was meant to be raised. Mm-hmm. It just there getting clearer. You know, we lock her door, close her door. She's indoors. She can't go outside on her own because there are cars and we've nowhere in a dead end street. You know, your daughter can't just run out the door. Mm-hmm. And she all she wanted to do was like run out the door. And this is like crawl, I should crawl off out the door. And I want to encourage that. I want her to be able to crawl out of the door without being like, no, come in and lock. So there are a few things I stay seeing that my the greatest gift I always see in life is freedom. And somehow, you know, I was censoring a lot. She's crawling. She's picking up something like, no, don't touch that. Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't go there. No, you can't eat that. You can't. And it was just a lot of, 
I was like, oh, this space doesn't allow her. And I remember one time she like bent down like a tiger to drink the water in Lake Ontario. And of course, I freak out like, don't drink that water. (laughs) (laughs) And let's just say we're in a place now that she can bend down and drink the water. It's not, I would encourage it. But if she did, she's fine. She's not going to be as sick as she would be (laughs) in, in, you know, but and she did get sick, and I believe it was after eating dog poo at one point. So things like yeah. this. Um, but ultimately, it was a bigger feeling. And we, Andrew, Alf, my husband Andrew, outfitted a van, and we went on a road trip across Canada because we was like, let's go find our home. This is not our home. We drove mm-hmm. thousands of kilometers went to America where we didn't find it in Canada, California, all of that, and like nowhere really like we literally arrive in a new town we've heard about shasta or you know salt spring everything and it's like hmm is this our home like you know listen like nope it's not and we'll continue our journey and we did that for about four months in a van with a baby um that was just about a year old and um, we got back to ronzo and i was okay i guess we'll figure it out at some point and andrew wasn't um he was a little unsettled and he's very much a grounded person mm-hmm. so i was like hey like if you're not feeling good here we can travel for the winter figure out mm-hmm. where we get back mm-hmm. so you know there's a bigger story but ultimately costa rica mm-hmm. was the one that made sense everything fell in place and we rented a place in the mountains and we thought worst case scenario we hate it and we you know we go somewhere else we would had a two-month ticket and now seven months later we're here we're home we're happy we're this just feels like forever home but also knowing that forever is just like you know just a word um within the unknown it's unknown but for now our joy is complete here and uh, that's the story so it's a listening and a knowing you know and trusting that intuition i would say Mm -hmm. it's been the marriage be it what's not right Mm -hmm. and what is right Do you remember why you got into entrepreneurship? For so many of us, it is because of the freedom that entrepreneurship can bring. But then we get bogged down with things like too much responsibility, decision paralysis, figuring out where to put our time and making sure we aren't up all night drinking coffee and eating treats as those not so hot patterns can emerge during times of stress and feeling a general lack of support. What's worse is we can see everything we desire, but we just don't know how to get there. What if we told you that you could enrich your weeks and days with a community of devoted, passionate, impact-driven, and health and lifestyle-anchored entrepreneurs who have shared values and believe that we can really, truly, actually all shine together? A space that focuses on individual and shared success And also a place to really just be yourself. In this space, we are equally devoted to big leaps in our business as we are to nurturing our highest health and happiness. Yet we deeply know that we can have our cake and eat it too. If you are feeling the strong call for connection, accountability, a trusted group of like minds, weekly elevation, being called forward to your highest and a sacred place to move through the highs and lows of entrepreneurship, then the mastermind is for you. 
check out the link in the show notes, kelseyridle.com forward slash mastermind. It's time for you to inspire the action that will bring you forward to everything you dream of. Wow, that is um, so inspiring. And I can so relate to the poo and cigarettes. I said that to Blake last week. I was like, oh, I loved where we lived. But the way people abused that beach just threw me off. And then you add in a baby. Um, So yeah, that's so powerful. And I mean, when you do something like you guys have done with a one-year-old, you have to be in trust because it's like, you could so easily be like, well, what if we're in the van and we run out of diapers and (laughs) we can't find a roadside pampers. (laughs) So you guys had to be in trust that maybe you're going to be using like paper towels and water and then steaming poo on the side. (laughs) Oh, yes. Well, doesn't every parent do that at some point? (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, have poo in places that you got to figure out to get it out. But yeah. (laughs) so shitty if if you are sitting in a cafe with someone who wants to model your life and they're really stuck in fear and they said shitty yoga if you know i really want to go live abroad but i'm just so scared i'm just so stuck in fear how would you direct someone to step from fear in their life into faith Mm. how I would love to do that is to invite you to become friends really intimate friends with your friend with your fear Mm. specifically yeah what that means is you know have you talked to this fear because often you know I know you you, you're into IFS as well and parts of ourselves and the fear is a part of you Mm -hmm. and often it's rooted in some an earlier part of you something you know Mm-hmm. formative years and it might not even be that anything happened it may have just have been what you were experiencing around you or whatever circumstances something shapes that voice mm-hmm. that is like I don't know I, I can't leave because what if what if go okay okay what if you know and I'm not saying this theoretically I've had mm-hmm. to do this I had to leave a big job and you know like not be employed by formally and it's like, okay, I'm super, I'm really afraid. I'm really afraid because my whole life had been building up to this. And this is, I can't just leave, you know? It's like, okay, why not? Well, what if this, okay, what if that happens? What's the worst? Okay, but yeah, I can, maybe I run out of diapers, you know? <laughs> um, you know, so like really get to the core of what the voice is really mm. afraid of. And within that, see if you can, like, if, are you really afraid of that? Mm-hmm. Is that really that you know in my case um just to take things from abstract was really you know running out of money back then and i was Mm -hmm. like well i am privileged to live in a part of the world where i could survive a minimal wage Mm -hmm. pretty okay Mm -hmm. right so let's say worst case scenario i ran out to the point i'm like i gotta get something i could get a minimal wage job right and Mm -hmm. it was like yeah and I could take care of myself, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So what exactly are you afraid of? Mm-hmm. And that allowed it to dissolve. 
So I find that the dialoguing, the really sitting with your fear, and this might be a very long process, Mm -hmm. but that's the key because sometimes the fear is just the noise. It's just, ah, but it's like, okay, what if that happens? Mm -hmm. Okay. What if I, I get lost or I get mugged? Okay. Maybe don't go to a place that feels dangerous. feels Mm -hmm. like danger is important to you. Okay. Mm -hmm. What if we choose a safe place in the world Mm -hmm. that feels Okay. Okay. And your fear comes down a little more. Well, what if like, you know, I'm not, I'm not happy. Well, if we're not happy, we could leave Mm -hmm. and go somewhere. Okay. Comes a little more. What if, so it's really that dialogue is key and don't let it just direct. So, you know, the Elizabeth Gilbert in uh, big magic talks about how she was really paralyzed by fear after eat, pray, love. And, you know, she couldn't write another book and, how she worked through it was to basically say to fear, you're part of my family. You can always be with me on this journey, mm-hmm. but you will never choose a destination mm-hmm. and you will never be the driver. Mm-hmm. So that's the rule. Mm-hmm. And there's just something about that that just like, I was like, yes, that's a metaphor. You're here. Fear is here to stay. Mm-hmm. Not here to tell you to kick it out. Be friends. It's your, it's there to protect you. It's probably your best friend because mm-hmm. it was the one that just like wants you to be so safe, mm-hmm. but it's not in charge. It's not the driver. Yeah. It doesn't pick the, the, never allow fear decide. Never. It's just always a limited decision. And as you were speaking, the visual coming to me was like, fear was like the boss, like Chidio go, I'm the boss. I say no fun, no exploration, nothing new. I'm the boss. (laughs) And then I hear you over here, like, no fear. You're not the boss. It's like, (laughs) I'm the boss and I'm going to say how it goes. I mean, I'm going to be a good like boss. I'll treat you lovingly, but (laughs) Um, I love the way you just kind of talked it apart because Sometimes we look at a fear and we just make it so big in our minds. And then that's where paralysis comes in. Whereas if Mm. you just kind of talk it out, you know, sometimes you can come up with your own reframes or sometimes like with a loving friend or partner, you can say, okay, is this part true? Or am I making this into something it's not? And then Mm. you get into like true fear and false fear Mm. and talk to it really lovingly. So I love the way you... Mm said this is a two, this is a two-way street here fear you ain't the boss <laughs> <laughs> i like that true fear and false fear yeah because fear is an evolutionary part that also is really important for us you yeah. know um but it can be overwhelming when we let mm-hmm. the false the things are just noise and at the same time be able to listen to the parts that are true mm-hmm. which is maybe that example of safety if safety feels like it's an issue then maybe don't go there you mm-hmm. know so go somewhere else because something that. in you is your intuition as well so don't dismiss it quickly but most certainly it's not the boss so to say <laughs> but yeah thanks for that and women sometimes get gaslighted on their intuition like mm. oh you're always so worried blah 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 I'm like no yes and no like yes I get worried sometimes but often I can trust my intuition so I love that you brought that word up there Mm. um and then I mean you're probably expecting this question to Yogo uh but we always wrap our episodes um with the question what do you believe makes somebody to be magnetic Ooh, I was not expecting that question. <laughs> what do you believe makes somebody? I think being true to yourself, right? You're it's you're the greatest magnetic force is 
your trueness to your magnetic field, Ooh. right? So yeah. the truer you can be to self, the mm-hmm. soul, spirit, purpose, incarnation, whatever that language mm-hmm. is, I think the more strong your ability to attract or be or exist is. So I'll say just trueness to your what is already what already is. Because what we actually do is we cover up our force with, you know, that we dampen it. Mm-hmm. And what does it look like to to un- unveil that that which is there? And I think that's that's my desire for my life, that I'm always just questioning stories that I've been told, that I've told myself, mm-hmm. and coming closer to who am I and mm-hmm. what is the my soul's purpose and you know and that could be right and change in different moments right now is most certainly feels like existing and being and mothering and birthing and that's my that's my force field right now and Mm. i just i'm in it and in another stage of something so it's always just trusting and being there and then you're pulling in the people and the experiences and the spaces that are meant to support that I love how you have so much depth to your soul. Like it's like Mm -hmm. the amount of depth and wisdom that has come through has just been so delightful. And just being able to explore with you the range, like to go from deep grief, deep joy, (laughs) deep fear, deep faith, and everything in between has just been really, really um, incredible. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for being here, Chidiogo. Um, would you let everyone know where they can find your book, which is incredible. It's on my bookshelf. Um, oh, thanks for that. And thanks for this lovely conversation. Um, anywhere books are sold, it's called I Am Because We Are. I'm Chidioga Kunipa. And it's a beautiful story of trust. And then it's told via my mother's story. And I should mention, you know, we're shaped by those from whom we come, federal force and um i think part of the things that i really learned from her was to trust mm. and um yeah it's again i am because we are an african mother's uh uh fight for the soul of a nation and it's anywhere books are sold online amazon barnes and nobles mm. etc thank you so much chitty everyone listening totally pick it up the information will be in the show notes and yes, yes. Biggest gratitudes again, Chitty. See you soon. Thank you so much, Emily.